You're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 152, Eight Things I Wish I Knew Before Pursuing a Career in the Theater Industry. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Berra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Alliance. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get on to the show. What up, my friends? Thanks for joining me this week for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. Listen, okay, so you know that when you get a solo episode from yours truly, we're going to get real, yeah? So today I've been thinking a lot about this um, because I've had some coaching sessions recently with students who are applying to college programs right now and auditioning for professional productions and Broadway things and the like. And it has reminded me of that time for myself in my life and what it was like for me before I went to college, before I started pursuing this professionally. And what was it that I wish I knew before getting myself into this crazy, crazy industry? So I made a list and I have eight things that I wish I knew, and each and every one of them are so important to me. Um, Some harder to learn than others, but I hope that by sharing them with you all, depending on where you are in your journey, you'll find some of them helpful. I wish, I wish, I wish I had someone who told me these before I got into this. So without further ado, let's just get started. Now, in no particular order, number one is to submit materials to casting directors Throughout college, throughout your time in college, this may not apply to you if you are someone who wants to take your college training so preciously and you don't necessarily want to um, invest your time in looking ahead. You want to really focus on the present. You want to focus on the now. You want to focus on your training. I certainly focused on my training, but one thing that I figured out somewhere halfway through my time at Texas State, where I got my BFA in musical theater, was that it was so important for me to start submitting materials to casting directors throughout my time at college. Here's why. By doing so, you start to build relationships with casting directors whether you actually meet up with them in person or not. So if you feel ready enough, right, you have a decent resume, maybe you're starting your website and you have a website, you have a couple of clips, maybe a reel that you can share with casting directors online, whatever the case is, if you see that casting directors are looking for someone or something that is around your type, and um, you're right for a project, submit for it. Why not? What do you have to lose? Obviously, I would not 
ever, ever, ever condone submitting for a project that you know you're not interested in or you know you're unavailable for. Because at the end of the day, that just wastes your time and especially the creative team's time. But what else do you have to lose? If you're available and you're willing, submit your materials, mail out your headshot and resume, send your your reel, send your website, send some clips of you performing when the time is right and when shows and productions and casting directors are looking for people. There's, you know, there's no harm in that. And in fact, you're starting to create a relationship with them. So that is my first and foremost, number one. Now, number two is very similar, and it's focus on maintaining relationships with agents and casting directors. A good way of doing this is by keeping a spreadsheet of everyone you meet. I love me a spreadsheet. And if you haven't already checked it out in the Actor Aesthetic shop, I do have one. It's my audition journal spreadsheet. I use it all the time. And especially before the pandemic when auditions were popping off, I used it every single day. And I wrote down who it was that I was actually auditioning for, who was in the room, who was behind the table, the casting director, the director, the creative team, the music director, the assistant, anyone who was in the room wrote their name down if I could get it. Um, I would write down the contact information for the casting team if possible, their email address um, if they left a phone number, Anything I could possibly find, I would write it down. And then that way, if, you know, an opportunity came up, I had their information. I was able to contact them again within reason. And I was able to maintain relationships with casting directors, sending them updates periodically. If I booked something or I had some new headshots, you know, something of note to send them. Right. Not just like, hey, how was your day? Hope you had a great day. <laughs> but something of note, something that would make um, them interested or keep them interested or uh, put me on the forefront of their mind on the off chance that they were casting something that I might be right for. Number three, it's learn how to be an advocate for yourself, especially, especially when it comes to your very first contracts those non-union summer stock contracts. And by non-union, I mean, so um, the union, as we've spoken about before on the podcast, is the Actors' Equity Association. Um, there is now open access where as long as you've worked um, at a professional theater and you have gained um, and you've been paid for your time, you are eligible to join. There are some other rules on that. If you want to head over to the episode where I talk about that, um, everything you need to know about Actors' Equity Open Access, highly suggest checking it out. But for those of you who might be starting off your career and you choose or are given the opportunity to do a non-union contract, might be one of your first contracts ever. Um, but Here's what I'll say, and this is something I didn't really take advantage of because I didn't know you could do this. Now, before you have an agent who can actually negotiate for you, you yourself can do that. You should be your own advocate because at the end of the day, if you don't have an agent looking out for you, no one else is going to look out for you except for yourself. So take back your power, know your worth, and negotiate what you think you deserve. Obviously, within reason, you certainly have to be careful 
And I would advise talking with some other professional actors or mentors in your community that you trust who can help you with this. But at the end of the day, be your own advocate, especially with those contracts. And learn that it's completely fine to not accept the first offer, okay? You're allowed to negotiate. Number four, your self-worth is not tied to the jobs that you book. And I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Your self-worth is not tied to the jobs that you book. You are not defined by your quote-unquote success at booking a job. Why is that? Think about it, right? Why would that be? Why would you not be defined by that? The simple answer is that this industry, the theater industry in particular, is so subjective. Sometimes it's disgustingly subjective. You can walk into an audition room and blow the creative team away and not get the job because you're not local to the theater or not get the job because (laughs) the director at the time was tired and wasn't paying attention and whatever, or not get the job because the role was already cast. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's silly. It's subjective. Um, and lots of times it's not based on talent. So to define your success by the kinds of jobs or the amount of jobs that you booked is bogus because this is not the corporate world. You don't really work up a ladder. The only thing you can control is your work ethic and your attitude. And that's it. It's really hard to remember this one. But I wish someone told me this before I get out of school, for sure. Number five, find survival jobs or hobbies or activities outside your industry that bring you joy so that your happiness is constant and is not dependent on whether or not you're performing. Many a time on this podcast, I've asked guests what their survival jobs were, how they got them, and why. And the reason why I ask this is because those conversations are not held enough because oftentimes we just focus on an actor's quote-unquote success, right, of booking a job. But it's so important to learn what it is you love to do outside of theater because at the end of the day, theatrical production contracts come and go. They're not constant. Even if you book a Broadway show, it could close the following day. So it's important that you find what you love outside of theater that will also support you financially. That way, you'll feel secure. You'll be financially secure. You won't be so dependent on every single audition that you walk into on booking a job. You won't be desperate. You won't come off with a desperation because that's the worst feeling in the world. Number one, to feel desperate to book a job and also for the casting director on the other side of the table to feel your desperation, right? It's, it's cringy. But instead, when you feel secure outside 
When you feel secure in your survival job and your relationships and your lifestyle outside of theater, it's going to translate and it's going to feel better and look better and honestly work better for you when you do get the opportunity to audition and when you do get the opportunity to perform. Number six, talent alone does not get people roles. Once again, talent alone does not book someone a role. It just doesn't. Like I said, the industry is very subjective. And just because you are absolutely superb at what you do does not mean you're going to book Broadway immediately. It does not mean you're going to book a national tour immediately. It doesn't mean any of that. It Honestly, nothing is guaranteed ever. If, I, if you learn anything from this episode, it's that nothing is guaranteed in this business, right? And you know I like to keep it real. So if we know that talent alone doesn't book roles, what does? Being a good person. Networking. Taking class. Staying on top of your skills. Being ready when the time comes. That's what gets you the job. And also, a little bit of luck never hurts. Number seven, and I'm just going to say it, figure out your finances and create a budget for yourself. If you're moving to New York City, you will not be able to sustain a lifestyle if you don't at least come with some lump sum of money and you don't secure a survival job, especially if you want to hit the ground running and start auditioning and you don't necessarily have a theatrical job yet to just run into. You need to learn how to budget. It is just as important as being good (laughs) at your job. It's just as important as being a good singer and dancer and actor. You will not be able to sustain a life, especially in a city like New York City and L.A., if you're not good with your money. The Internet is incredible. I love YouTube for this reason. I really like listening to super smart financial advisors and people in that industry who know what they're talking about and can help you, especially when you're young, learn how to better use and take care of your money. Number eight, I love this one. A diverse performer is a consistently working one, give or take, right? But what I mean by that is that you have to learn and practice different styles. So you have to learn pop. You have to learn film and TV. You have to learn golden age musical theater and contemporary musical theater and folk and rap and R&B. Whatever you possibly can learn and absorb and get good at, the better your chances are of working more so that you don't get pigeonholed into one thing. Sure, it's, it's great being really good at one thing and being known for one thing, right? That's also awesome because if you're really, really good at one thing, You might end up working a lot because people think of you automatically off the top of my head. You know, they go, oh, yes, that person, they're great at this. Let's call them in for this show, right? But it's also really important to diversify your training and your skills so that you can be more marketable in the industry. What if you're auditioning for a summer season of shows and you're auditioning for the entire season of shows? If you can only do one style of show, you're going to be overlooked by the person to your left who can sing contemporary musical theater and can also do traditional musical theater and can also sing pop. And this particular season happens to have shows of all of those natures. By diversifying your skills, you're becoming more marketable and honestly easier to work with. 
Now, finally, just to recap in case you missed anything, number one is to submit materials to casting directors all throughout college just to get on the radar of the right people in the business. Number two is to focus on maintaining relationships with agents and casting directors and make sure to keep a spreadsheet of everyone you meet. Number three, learn how to be a good advocate for yourself, especially with those non-union summer stock contracts, and learn that it's totally, totally fine to not accept the first offer and to negotiate. Number four is to know that your self-worth is not tied to the jobs that you book. Number five is to find survival jobs and hobbies and activities outside your industry that bring you joy. Number six is to remember that talent alone does not get people roles. I promise you that. Number seven is to make sure you're on top of your finances and budgeting. And number eight, a diverse performer is a consistently working one. I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you do, please go ahead and share it. Um, Screenshot it, share it to your Instagram stories. You know I love seeing y'all following me along there and you can tag at Actor Aesthetic. I'll be sure to see it and share it myself. In the meantime, if you have any topic ideas you want me to cover, please feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'll be happy to cover them. All right, friends, it takes a village. I'll see y'all next week.